Nachman Aleph, the Alter Rebbe, takes us through the processes and the description of the Shibud Mitzrayim, the slavery of Mitzrayim, and points out how they exist within our life. We begin with the quote that uh, we recognize from the Haggadah that we mentioned the Sias Mitzrayim at night in Kriyashma, nighttime referencing every Gullus. Every Gullus is a miniature form of Gullus Mitzrayim. And we mentioned even when it's at the darkest time that we have that capacity. We then go on to describe what the Mitzrayim did to us. They embittered our lives. What is the, 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 bittering, the embittering of our lives is that we hide, they hide, our innate, inherited love of Hashem. Since we are descendants of Avram, who's described as Nadiv, the generous one, that generosity is passed on to us like DNA. And so much so that there were those who could simply make this declarative of Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Achad, and immediately jump into Vihafta. We didn't even need the Baruch Shem and take it all the way through to MS, it would be eternal, and even to the translation, because it manifests itself even in non-holy circumstance and so forth. What then do we do if we're not so capable of kickstarting that <clears throat> innate love of Hashem? Well, we cry out in the davening and we ask Hashem for Rahmanis, not Rahmanis on us, but Rahmanis on the neshama that is trapped within all of the distracted thoughts that bombard it within my mind. <clears throat> and this is what Tillam tells us that Hashem will shine a light in the darkness. That is, that we will have the uh, ideas how we can engage ourselves and be embittered about the sad state of our neshama trapped, and we will be able to. Uh, uh, evoke it. Now, in the times of the base Amin that was quote-unquote easier. We could see it all the time. <coughs> but in times of Gullus, we have to struggle to uh, uncover that godliness. The same is true in Torah study. As we mentioned in a previous Mimer, that uh, with the quote in Shirashirim describes there's 60 queens and 80 concubines and multiple young girls, that the king's relationship with them is like our relationship with the Mishnah and the Brisa and the, um, and the, uh, the halachas, that even though we have to uh, lean on the brises, even though the brises are only expanding upon what's in the Mishnah, but we are not so spiritually sensitive that we can see the message in the Mishnah, we need the brisa. This is the, uh, comparable to the description that although we are black, we are dirty, there is still a beauty there, although we are bombarded with uh, dealing with the laws of agriculture, the laws of financial disputes, we can extract the godliness by digging deeply. And this is what we are able to do. And when we make that effort, Hashem responds in kind. That's what's alluded to in this next statement when we are told about all the different labor with chaymer, uleveinim, mortar, chaymer, also as a reference to kalva chaymer, a form of legal deduction. Levenim, bricks, is also libun, the whitening, when we whiten, when we identify the halacha within the confusion. And then it says, all the in the field, that's the brisa, which is like a field, it's like separated, just like within the body, there are the internal organs and the external organs. We have to go outside of the Mishnah, we have to go into the field to go and derive. And this is what it means when it says, the voice of my beloved, that just when we skip over mountains or the hills, which are a reference to the male-female dynamic or the intellect uh, development into the character, like the process of the development of the child, that there has to be Torah, 
Avoida, as we talked about. And now the difficult one is Gemilas Chasadim, our character. And this requires a lot of labor, a lot of hard work. As anybody who's ever tried to change a bad character trait, you know it requires a lot of work. And this is also alluded to in the Servitude of Mitzrayim, where it describes that we were embittered by Parah with Avedas Perah, harsh labor. What is harsh labor? So harsh labor is two forms. One is it's unaccustomed labor, like it describes that he gave the men labor that was more suited for women and women for men. The difficulty is not in the objective quantifiable character of the labor, but it's in the un, the discomfort associated with it, because it's not something the person is accustomed to. And then the other is that we need to just have perah. What's the best way to fend off midas of harshness and uh, anger and jealousy? Those all come from being harsh, and we need to counter them with perah. Then on the final side of Dachmanal uh, from the base, we have a new mimer, and this is centered around the discussion of Moshe Rabbeinu and Hashem. When uh, uh, Moshe demures and says, do not send me because I am of heavy mouth, and Hashem says, uh, who think gave a mouth to, to a person? So we ask the obvious question. I mean, Moshe knew that. Moshe knows that Hashem created a mouth. What does this mean? So we went on to describe a, a, a concept in the Kabbalah, that describes that there are different, they're called shmitois, not the, like we are familiar with the six years in the line following the seventh, but different uh, time periods. And there's some discussion here of different ways that it's understood, but conceptually what we talked about in the Mimer is that there is a whole creation, not a physical creation of uh, heaven and earth and, and mineral, animal, vegetable, and human, but a conceptual creation that preceded the creation we know which is alluded to by the first letter of Torah being a base. It's like round two. And in round one, it was only the concept of toyu, of chaos. And round two was tikkun. Things were more orderly and organized. But there were two people who existed in that first world and came into this world. The first is Hanoich. As it describes, he walked past tense with Hashem, and Hashem took him. And he existed before the flood in order to maintain that the world should only be flooded and not destroyed, not go back to Toyu as the world he came from was. And Moshe Rabbeinu, who was drawn from the water, which suggests he's drawn out from a place that was there already. So they are parachuted into this version of creation, this sort of creation uh, second round, to bring that quality to extract that level of godliness and to impose it. What was the difference? Before, in that earlier form of creation, there was no developed system. There weren't pirtsufim. They were just like points. They weren't yet developed into lines and planes. It's using the mathematical. And here, in this iteration of the world, is where that started to become developed.